for listening to Talking Architecture and Design, brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. You can catch up with news, projects, interviews, and much more at architectureanddesign.com.au, where you can also subscribe to our newsletters and magazine. As Environmental Sustainability Manager at the Sydney Opera House, Emma Bombonato helps determine the trajectory of the iconic institution sustainability program. The Opera House is a world leader in sustainability and it was the first heritage building in Australia to achieve a five-star green star rating and has also achieved carbon neutrality five years ahead of schedule. Bombonato and her team are currently focused on making the building and organisation climate positive. She talks to Jared Reedy in this exclusive interview. Emma, thank you again uh, for your time. Um, just quickly, if you could run us through your personal background and how you ended up becoming the head of sustainability of the Opera House. Sure. Thanks, Jared. So my background uh, in terms of my university degree is in environmental science, uh, and then I spent some time um, working in uh other institutions to get a bit of work experience. I was lucky enough to land a job um, for quite many years working for Taronga Conservation Society uh, as a sustainability manager uh, in the end, uh, but started there as a junior environmental officer. So it took me a while to sort of work my way up uh, into managing the program um, and being really involved from a strategic perspective. And then after um, about 10 years or so of loving that role, an organisation, I was ready to move across to the Opera House when I saw the opportunity um, come up in a, in a very similar role, but uh, working for an organisation similarly that's very committed to um, sustainability and uh, working for a wonderful team. The commitment to sustainability that you speak of, obviously, you guys have, have reached a number of certifications in probably the last five or so years. I know that it's it's 50 years of operation this year, which is an incredible milestone, and congratulations for that. But obviously, you guys, uh, I believe, uh, became carbon neutral in, in 2018, and obviously, five years later, here we are, and you guys now have a six-star Green Star certification. But the initial um, conversations, you know, sort of happening at, at executive or board level or whatever it may be to... Uh, get the Opera House to this position and and almost become a a beacon of sustainability, not only in Sydney, but, you know, even the Asia Pacific. Um, Talk to me about those initial conversations. Um, Obviously, if you weren't involved in them, sort of, you know, what you've been told and and sort of, you know, the the desires of, of the Opera House team to sort of get to where you guys are now today. Yes, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, when I uh, applied for the role um, to be the manager of environmental sustainability at the Opera House, I was drawn to the fact that there was so much um, great external commitment and that the way that the Opera House had positioned itself um, is a leader in environmental sustainability. So that's what drew me uh, into uh, wanting to apply for the role. Uh, But it was definitely an established role before I arrived uh, in around uh, 2017. And uh, the first dedicated uh, role was around 2010. Uh, And that was really the time when um, the executive team and the board decided to have an established role, uh, which is dedicated to environmental sustainability. Very um, lucky to have that role at the time because there wasn't many, there isn't many um, 
uh, cultural institutions at the time that had that commitment and dedicated role. Uh, and then that in that uh, created an environmental sustainability policy and then those commitments and out of that um, became the very first environmental sustainability plan. And so that plan sets the objectives um, that the Opera House wanted to start working towards. So within that really looking for, okay, well, how do we manage as a as a very unique building that is unlike any other um, performing arts centre in the world, um, how do we measure our performance? And that's where the Green Building Council of Australia um, was, was involved. Actually, the Opera House and the Green Building Council first started to work together to pilot a performance tool um, so that, that a particular type of performance tool that looks at the way an existing building would perform so we're looking at performance against ourselves rather than compared to an, another kind of um, cultural institution or performing arts venue, um, and that's really important because it set the it set the trajectory. So four star green star was achieved, uh, followed by five star green star as you have mentioned uh, three years later, and then uh, obviously our big ambitious goal for our 50th year, which is all really exciting, was to achieve a six star green star performance tool rating, and that really was, um, you know, as I said, laid the foundation for what we were looking for, but we have actually been working on it for over 10 years. So in terms of wow. us being able to get there, you know, it's been a long time, um, but it's it's really been something that the whole organisation has known about and has been committed to since 2010. Uh, this, that's brilliant. Uh, this one's a little bit off the, uh, the beaten track. Um, it's it's not on the script, but uh, working with the GBCA, um, you know, was it was it sort of that you guys approached them and said, look, this is something that we really want to do, um, you know, to to sort of lead the way, you know, in terms of you know being a cultural building, and you know becoming a sustainability icon, and and, and how how much were they involved within the process? Well, it was actually my predecessor, Naomi Martin, who um, has he, he does great work in sustainability, and she um, was the one who instigated a conversation um, with the Green Building Council to say, hey, there's a real uh, opportunity for us to consider how do we create a tool that looks at you know, that's really flexible and adaptable. I mean, obviously, we're not just an office building and we need to uh, look at the opportunity to be able to measure our performance against ourselves. So um, there was a pilot tool that was created with the Green Building Council. And then out of that pilot tool, um, the the actual performance tool was, was born. So it's, it's awesome to be able to work with um, the Green Building Council over this many years and to be able to, you know, in, in, in a collaboration, be able to obviously look at how we can move or any building. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a performing arts centre like the Opera House, how any building, including World Heritage listed buildings, can improve their environmental performance over time. Can you sort of give me a, a brief overview of, of the targets that you guys had and what you, and what you wanted to achieve? Yeah, the EAP itself is, is broken up into focus areas. So we look at the engagement and experience. We look at the building um, itself and then how we um, basically look at um, the way that we look at engagement of our community and also our staff. You know, we have resident companies and we also have contractors. Um, and within that, we have eight what we call hero goals. So really looking at the building performance, you've got things like uh, reducing your energy consumption, looking at water consumption, how we measure that, 
um, increasing our waste targets. So at the time uh, we launched the new environmental action plan, we had a recycling target where we were really plateauing and we really wanted to say how far can we push this in terms of our recycling rate. Um, so we wanted to achieve 85%. Uh, we were looking at our 10 year or a decade of renewal at the time. So we wanted to include some targets in there um, that ensured that all of our construction waste was being diverted from landfill. So it included that target of over 80%. We wanted to look at all of the packaging on site and eliminate single-use packaging. So that was included in the target. And we really wanted to not only just focus on the building, but also look at the way that we deliver um, performances um, on our stages and also in outdoor events to embed sustainability in a way that represents a model for, um, you know, it, that is aligned with international best practice. So we put in the objective to achieve um, sustainable event management compliance with the international standard. Well, you certainly tick those boxes. Um, switching to renewable energy now, you can't exactly just stick solar panels on the roof of the Opera House, right? So how how difficult was it to switch to renewables and and to ultimately operate in that uh, in that manner? Well, as as we mentioned, as you mentioned before, we've been carbon neutral since 2018, and then uh, we have always looked, as you say, renewables on site is is not um, a possibility for us. But <laughs> we knew that um, we could look at a new model that we knew, you know, was becoming um, a little more commonplace, particularly once we had seen a couple of other examples, like the University of New South Wales, for and a couple of other spaces for renewable power purchase agreement. Uh, and it was new at the time in 2018 or 2017 when we started having these conversations. But with the renewal of our electricity contract, we thought, okay, well, there's an opportunity to start thinking about what that could mean um, and the benefits in terms of how it helped us achieve our um, ultimate objectives of um, real carbon emissions over time, uh, reduction, I should say, over time. And... Uh, with that came, you know, lots of conversations. We have support from, you know, my director, who's um, fabulous at thinking about things outside the square and thinking about, you know, how, of course, we have to think about this as a business case that's compelling, you know, environment, uh, financial, and also the way that we would use this to contribute to the broader community good of helping New South Wales transition to renewable energy. And so we've started that process. Um, and... Yeah, the rest is history. We got endorsement from our executive team, endorsement from um, our trust. Obviously, our CFO needed to be engaged in the process and the wider organisation. But, um, you know, uh, fast forward to now, and we're now as part of that stage process, we're procuring, you know, 100% renewable energy. Um, and it's really exciting to be able to do that. Uh, of course, and be able to demonstrate that there's all sorts of different models that you can use to achieve 100% renewable energy. And it's becoming much more commonplace now for lots of organisations to do similar. Absolutely, it is. And obviously, the way in which you guys have gone about it and, and how innovative you've been in terms of, you know, as you say, you know, the people above you in sort of the the chain have been able to sort of think outside the square like it's you've got some great people in great positions but um you talked about minimizing waste and 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 you know sort of single-use plastics and things like that on site but at the same time you guys have had recent refurbishments and and will continue as as time goes on and you've been able to uh to divert 90 percent of your major building works to landfill so talk me through the process of that and how does that come about 
Well, very simply, that was an objective that was uh, it was basically embedded into the way that our contracts are written. So we would require um, that objective to be achieved by the contractors that we engaged. But then very early on in the process, we talked about how important that is. Uh, and then, you know, ongoing monthly monitoring to make sure that we're on track. We obviously, you know, I guess before you even get to the point of, of end of life and recycling, one of the things about, you know, the Opera House being World Heritage listed building is that conservation of the existing materials and fabric in the building is so important because we actually don't want to get to the point where we're, you know, having to think of uh, recycling. We want to try and um, conserve the original fabric. We want to be able to reuse materials. We want to be able to salvage materials from different projects. So I would say that the focus is heavily on the idea of retention of materials um, and looking at where we can, um, we're not necessarily needing to um, end up with recycling, but obviously uh, where we've got construction waste, we've got that target embedded to make sure that everything is going where it needs to be to be recycled. And we're talking about construction waste, like um, timber, concrete, all of yep. those types of things, steel, things that are recycled, very recyclable. And, it, and it's so logical and it makes so much sense. But obviously, again, you guys being the cultural beacon that you are, it's great that obviously you're leading the way in that, in that sense. So the most intriguing initiative is the installation of this artificial reef at, at Benelong Point, which I think is amazing for obviously the local sort of blue ecosystem. Talk, talk me through that process and, and how that's come to be. Yeah, this is a great project that I actually inherited when I first came to the, the Opera House. Lucky me, but I was able to, um, we were able to um, be recipients of a grant from the um, Environment, New South Wales Environmental Trust. And that grant uh, included a partnership or a collaboration with the University of Technology, Sydney. And so I got to meet these uh, a great team of marine ecologists, Professor David Booth and Gigi Beretta. And part of that uh, was a long journey to install, design and install um, structures that would um, be situated along the seawall. And so that process uh, includes about 28 little pods uh, in groups of three. And the idea is that you, and, you know, if you think about the size, I guess, in terms of visualisation, it's about, GG will talk about it being the same size as the R2-D2. And those structures are designed to create habitat in an area where we know that an artificial seawall has um, contributed to a decline in, in, you know, the habitat that we would yep. normally see. Mm. Uh, and so with that, you know, over time, that was 2017. And over time, they have been crusted, you know, with plant and materials like kelp, for instance, and created nice little nooks and crannies for juvenile fish species to be protected and create habitat. Um, so J David and Gigi did a lot of baseline surveying before the reef structures were um, installed, about 12 months worth of surveying. And um, post-installation, their surveys are now showing that there's around eight, eight more species um, that we are um, being surveyed around the site, which is amazing because it shows it's proof that this project this type of project can work um, and really excitingly a couple of months ago we actually had uh, Dave and Gigi back on the site to do some survey and they discovered um, the white seahorse which is endangered species and have subsequently come back and, and they're, they're still there calling the habitats home so I guess in terms of that project we couldn't ask for a better outcome but it has also allowed us as you said you know a lot of a lot of 
people pay attention to the work that's done at the Opera House. And so for us to be able to contribute to the marine environment, Sydney Harbour's our backyard, such a beautiful place for us to need to protect and to be able to create awareness for. So it gives us an opportunity to talk about why single-use plastic is so important. People love the story about Benny the Seal that hauls out on the northern on the on the, and the northern um, steps. And yep. we love to be able to talk about the marine environment and all of the reasons why, you know, people feel connected to that and and we want to be able to say let's look after it. So it's a really important project for us. And a truly amazing and innovative one as well. So congratulations on that. But um, recently, uh, Arm Architecture ARM uh, won the New South Wales uh, Gold Medallion for the refurbishment of, of the interior spaces. Now, obviously, um, you know, I know that, you know, you can't really sort of go into detail about it. But at the same time, you know, was that did that form part of the EAP or any of this sustainability uh, plan uh, to, to obviously refurbish? I know that a lot of it would have been around accessibility and and visitor sort of experience. But at the same time, you know, were, were you able to, you know, reduce emissions through various things that were brought in uh, as part of the refurbishment? We didn't necessarily look at the, the the carbon footprint of the refurbishment itself because you know it's a construction program project rather than you know the um, our operational footprint. But certainly in terms of the way the organisation uh, talks about you know our community programs and our community plans. So we have environmental action plan, our accessibility plan, our First Nations plan, and our diversity inclusion belonging. And that's all part of you know the organisational um, community plans and. That project is just a really nice testament to the way that all of those um, plans work together to be able to, you know, look at the space and renew the space. And from my perspective, in terms of environment, uh, it's a lot about how to make sure that you are, you know, looking at environmental sustainability and how heritage conservation works together. So retaining the heritage fabric, looking after the heritage fabric, creating a new space, but obviously being able to renew the space so it meets all of the organisational needs and objectives and, of course, the community needs, which is the most important part of that project. Absolutely. A uh, bit of a wide-ranging question in this one. We're we getting to the end, but uh, looking back now, six-star, green star, you guys are carbon neutral. Um, I, I know, obviously, you joined Opera House at a time when, you know, they were, they certainly had these goals in mind. But for you yourself, what's the thing you're most proud of as the head of sustainability? I would have to say that my favourite project is, would have to be the Reef Project and just what that means for a built environment to be able to contribute to, you know, nature and, you know, the wider um, community in terms of being able to have that benefit of, uh, awareness and education, uh, because now we're seeing reef project be translated into, you know, little programs that we might do for um, our creative learning uh, and children and families programs like Stories of the Reef, where you're talking about how to construct reefs and look after the environment. So to see that unfold and be developed um, and be connected to that project is amazing and great to be part of. But also, obviously, Six Star Green Star. I mean, that's that's the big that one that we've been working over, on for 10 years. And there's just so many of us that have been working um, towards that. And it's definitely an organisational effort. You know, it's everybody um, really feels uh, like they own Six Star and should be really proud of it in terms of the teamwork that, and collaboration that's been involved. Uh, bit, a bit of a look to the future. Obviously, this current EAP, it doesn't expire, but it finishes up at the end of this year. So what what's next for the Opera House and its, uh, and its sustainability journey? What have you got in mind? 
Yeah, we're in a really exciting phase now where we're thinking about what's next and how we think about environmental and social sustainability uh, more integrate in an integrated way uh, and the way we represent those goals. So I think in terms of, you know, just if I'm just thinking about environmental sustainability, it's it's how do we make sure that, you know, we maintain our six-star green star and we know that the Green Building Council, of course, you know, needs to raise the bar and that's really important to continue to... to um, be able to have these buildings keep up with a future focus um, and also emissions reduction and how we continue on that journey. Uh, we very much are thinking about how we as an organisation become climate positive and what that means for us, things like uh, looking at electrification of the building and becoming fossil fuel free. So there's loads of different things that um, we can really get involved with. Um, circular economy, very important, and of course, how we contribute in a positive way to nature and our environment. So lots to think about, super exciting time for us, but it's really important that, you know, we demonstrate, continue to demonstrate leadership because there's an uh, as a World Heritage listed building and um, an organisation that people look to, we hope that all of this work really is just about inspiring others and we hope that we can help, you know, I think turn I'm... on a light. Turn on a light, <laughs> maybe. And, and that, if, if the Opera House can do it and, you know, we can we can do that too and ultimately that's that's what I hope is the outcome. I think that will become the case. I think you guys will be a catalyst for positive change amongst a lot of cultural buildings and, and, and commercial buildings and so forth throughout the built environment. I think, you know, retrofitting is such a big, big part of of reducing emissions ultimately in this race to net zero, as we're going to call it. And, you know, for for one of the most, you know, renowned buildings, not only in this country, but in the world to, to become a, you know, a beacon of sustainability, as I said before, I think you guys have done an incredible job and, yeah, can't wait to see what you guys come up with in the future. But, Emma, that's all I've got. Um, thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Thank you, Jared. It's great to have a chat with you. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to seeing it. Of course. It. Oh, it'll be both. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Emma. I'll speak to you soon. For listening to Talking Architecture and Design, brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. You can catch up with news, projects, interviews, and much more at architectureanddesign.com.au, where you can also subscribe to our newsletters and magazine.